Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And uh, Pastor Margaret, if you'd just like to introduce what we'll be talking about today during this Advent season. Sure. So today we are going to be talking about Advent. <laughs> hey, go figure. And it is tis the season, right? Right. And we, um, unfortunately, it feels like it's a busy season around yeah. the church, right? And for all of us personally, there's so many things that we have going on this time of the year. Right. We want to make sure that we reach out to those that are hurting in right. our community, that we do some outreach. We want to make sure that we buy gifts for our family, right? right? We want yeah. to make sure we have those Christmas carols right. in on Sundays. And yeah. uh, there's just, there is this long list. And I think about what Advent is about. Right. You know, um, it is a season that helps us as believers to prepare right. to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus right. Christ. And so we have to be intentional with this, especially in this season where there's so much busyness. Now, maybe it's yeah. not like that for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it has a way of being busy. Um, and, and those things aren't, there's nothing wrong with those no. things. They're all good intention, but we need to take some time not to miss the true reason for the season right. that we celebrate. I think about in a recent message Pastor Adrian preached, and I think Pastor Jared shared this at the East Rock campus also, Christ didn't come because we needed a holiday. He came because we needed a Savior. Amen to that. Uh, and it is. It's really easy to get caught up in the things of this world. And uh, so Advent helps us to take a step back and have opportunity to reflect and to really think about what Christ did for us leading up, you know, to the Christmas literal holiday. Right, yeah. (laughs) But there are themes, um, hope, love, joy, and peace that uh, we focus on on Sundays in our pulpits uh, throughout this community and world, taking time to make sure that we don't miss that in a service, but it's more than that, that we want to all make sure that we don't miss this. And you'll see Advent calendars um, where families do that together and and do things to make sure that we're intentional not to miss it. And there's things about each of those words, uh, like peace, the idea in the Bible of shalom, perfect peace, and you know, I th- thought about the scripture when you mentioned peace before we started recording. Just the idea of, you know, peace was disrupted when sin came into this world, and that was not the idea of shalom. Shalom was God's perfect peace, and He even says in the Bible in John fourteen twenty seven, you know, the peace that I give you is not as the world gives you. So, um, be encouraged, you know, because His peace is not the world's peace. Right, right. And Jesus came uh, to bring shalom, you know, ultimately, which is that 
the opportunity that we have as believers, as ministers of reconciliation, to bring some of that back into it's bringing heaven to earth. It's nothing that we can do, right? right. It's nothing that we can do personally. Uh, it's only what Christ can do through us. And sometimes I don't think that we even realize that we have that capacity or that God uses us in that way. Right. But let's talk about that a little bit. Talk about the peace that Jesus is talking about in um, John. So say that scripture again. Yep. Share that scripture with us. So John 14.27 says, uh, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Yeah. And in this day that we live in, not really different from other times in our world, uh, there's there's a reason that we need that because it's not something that we're going to find. Right. Um, certainly not by right. going on social media, by listening to the right. news. And peace has to do with um, something only God can do. Right. And if we are not in that place of you know, he wants to draw us into relationship and to give us um, that peace that passes surpasses yeah. all right. understanding. Right. That's something that you can't conjure that up. Right. But where, where does that come from? Does that come from trusting that God is sovereign? Like, where does that, that peace that surpasses all understanding? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think in thinking about all of these different words that go along with mm-hmm. Advent, they all have a thread. Yes. Um, our peace comes mm-hmm. from Him, perfect peace. You know, that's if we love like Him, that's perfect love. And our hope is in Him. And I like something that you said about that, about how hope usually there's something missing. Like yes. we're hoping for a perfect which we won't experience till heaven, but our hope is in Him and joy. Joy isn't happiness necessarily. Um, We can be happy and be joyful, but joy is in every circumstance, and joy is knowing that we have Him and our joy comes in Him. And I've, you know, heard this said before, um, suffering. Joy is, you know, knowing that it's not unnecessary suffering not suffering that we cause but just suffering that happens because of trusting in him and joy is deep down it's deeper yeah it's a deep-seated it's like it goes back to the word peace but right. it's uh, i think of the scripture you know um weeping may last for a night but joy comes in the right night. his mercies are new every day yeah. it is a trust that um i've watched even Let's take Celebrate Recovery, for example. Like, I have watched people come in, and f- they had no joy. They had no hope. They had no peace. And their situations still are not great. But I see they have the joy of the Lord. They have hope. They have peace. And that only comes from allowing God in our lives and then trusting him with the details of it and i just have to while we're talking about this um just recently some study that i have done and i've shared some of this at our women's retreat recently but you know i think about the israelites like how they struggled to listen 
to the people that God sent to them, right? right? Jeremiah and Isaiah and Habakkuk and Micah, all these, all these prophets would share with the children of Israel, hey, do this so this don't happen, you know? And he called them stiff-necked. And the Israelites would have been familiar with that idea of being stiff-necked because that's what they called the oxen that wouldn't go the way they wanted them to lead the cart. They would go in their own direction Mm -hmm. and... I looked that word up, stiff-necked, and it's having a feeling of superiority or shows itself in an overbearing attitude. Like, I know what I'm doing. What is that Frank Sinatra song, right? right? I did it my way. Yeah. Um, And so that caused the Israelites to be on the outskirts of Babylon in exile. And, like, I think we've all messed up in life where we was like, man, I have really messed up. How will I go from here? And they had to be feeling that. Mm-hmm. Now they realize that the words of Jeremiah for 23 years, he said, hey, <laughs> listen to this. You, know, This is what God says. And they didn't. They totally just toned him out. And now they find themselves in a place that they feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that Jeremiah said to them, and he wasn't with them there in exile. He would have been older, and he would have still been back in Jerusalem. But he sends a message to them, and the message, and I, I love this. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, uh, the God of Israel, says to the captives, that he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the fruit they produce. Marry and have children, then find spouses for them so they may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And this is what really got me. And work for the peace, or the shalom, and the prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. When I think of peace today and the world we live in, and the pandemic has caused this to be more prevalent among us, and that is sometimes it's just peaceful to stay at home, sit on my couch, have my coffee or my tea, watch even church online. I can order um, things online. I don't really have to interact with the world. We've become a little bit like And that's not the peace um, that God wants for us. He wants us to not just have it, but he wants us to be conduits of it. Right. He wants us to engage. Hey, we live in the Shenandoah Valley, and this is where we've been planted. Right. So what does it look like for me not to go into a place of, okay, I don't really want to deal with everything that's happening in the world right now. How do I help bring that peace? Because if Christ lives in me, I want to be a conduit, not a stagnant. Point. Right. I yeah. don't want to be where God's peace just runs into me, and that's where it stops. Right. I want to be a part of something bigger. Um, I'm not an extrovert, so I sorry extroverts that are listening, but I I want to I want to take that seriously. If this is what He's saying to the children of Israel to work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where he sent them into exile, how much more does he expect us to work for that in the place we've right. where we live? Yeah. Um, and that is something that we know when we 
engage. Um, it's always hard to think about that sometimes, you know, to go out and to get out of your comfort zone. But I think about here are the children of Israel and they have a decision to make. And this is what's really cool. In that group would have been from the timeline, Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Now think about how God used them to be light right. in darkness. Right. Wow. Like how many people believed because they stepped out of their comfort zone? Um, and you can read about this in Psalm 137. They were sitting on the outskirts. And this is what it says in Psalm 137, starting with verse 1. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. Man, they finally, what do we do when we weep? We are, I, I think the stiff-neckedness had gone away. Yeah. They hung their heads. They were remorseful. Right. Um, it says, there on the poplars, we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. Right. And they said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Now, I'm going to guess that even though they were sitting there knowing they had messed up, not wanting to move from that place, not knowing how to move forward, and believing that God was just going to come back and take them back. Um, they had false prophets among them yeah. that were telling them not to go into the city and not yeah. to be a part. And their captors wanted to hear the songs of Zion. I mean, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Because I'm going to guess it still brought those captors peace. They, right. There was something in that. Right. Um, even though the Israelites had messed up, God was still using them. Right. And some of the thoughts that I have with some of these things that you've mentioned, Pastor Margaret, with like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and these captors, is they had peace, and they had hope, and seemingly hopeless and not peaceful situations, uh, yeah. because their peace came from the Lord, and God used each of these stories to use them as agents of reconciliation, agents of uh, bringing peace to others. Like you said, if we're Christians, we're not just called to keep that to ourselves, no. we're called to share that. We're called to be disciples, make yeah. disciples. And I think when we try to pull away and keep it, we lose it. Like yeah. you can't, it's, yes, we have to have times that we renew and um, we can't serve out of an empty vessel. Right. We need to be filled by the Lord. We need to be filled by the Holy Spirit so that we have something to give. Like we, if we're giving out of an, of not a place of rest, right. then we may not be giving what the Lord's right. best. Um, so, yeah, I think that we can see that the contrast of here they were um, just feeling like they were downcast. Um, and I love the fact that God shows up and he lets them know that they have purpose, even in exile, even when they've messed up. And Maybe somebody needs to hear that today, that just because you've done something, we've all done something, yeah, right? Um, right? God, if we have asked the Lord to forgive us for that, a lot of times he'll take that mess that we have and make it a message right. to bring hope to others, to bring peace to others. 
again, we're not supposed to keep that and make that a secret, but to allow God to use it for his glory. And that can be hard too, right? Uh, but I think that's, I think that is, um, in our humanness, uh, we really don't want to sometimes engage or sometimes maybe we don't know how to or where right. to. We're afraid God, to. Yeah. But God will open those doors for us because that's his heart. I will never forget a few years ago, we had a, a couple of Messianic there, Messianic Jews. They came from Richmond um, to talk to us as pastors. And I'll never forget one of them said to us, you know, you all hold the eastern gate to the city. Speaking of Fort Republic Road that goes right. by the church. Yeah. And sometimes I don't, like, that's the thought process for them. And what does that mean for us? When I look at, look out for the peace and the prosperity of your city. Right. And if this is a gate, just a added on right. thought of uh, the Israelites here were looking at, they had been taken, you know, out of exile. And... God was still willing to use them. And today we might feel a little bit like we're in exile too, right? right. Um, yeah. But uh, God has a plan for us and a purpose. He put us here for such a time as right. this. And why is that? The very things that we're talking about today, um, hope and right. peace and love and joy to bring that right. into the community that he has placed us in. First to our families, right? Right. Right. We need to be conduits of these hope, peace, joy, love in our homes, with our family, with the body of Christ, with our community, and where we work. Also, thinking about all these things and being a gate for our city, and, you know, I think about, you were talking about no matter what you've done, you're not so far away from God, you haven't messed up so bad that you can't come. I think about, you know, He can take our mess you said to make it into a message. He can also take our mess and turn it into a miracle. Oh, and I yeah. think of, uh, he's since passed away, but Rich Dunn that used to be in our church, used to pull banners over in Florida during spring break. And I think that was one of his was God can take your mess and turn it into a miracle. Yeah. And so when you were talking about turning uh, our mess into a message, I thought about that also. Yeah. He can make a miracle out of our lives also. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's what um, it takes. That kind of takes us into hope, right? Yeah. Like, no matter where we've been, like, Jesus is our hope. Right. He is our peace. Right. And he is, and I will say this before we move on, just that idea of thinking of the world being created and everything being um, in unity, complete and whole, and sin destroyed that. Um, it tattered the tapestry of our world, so to speak, and... Jesus came to bring hope and okay. to bring restoration. And our mission statement is transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. This is the hope, the baby in the right. manger. I love um, in the message paraphrase in John 1.14, it says, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Um, he came. He gave up everything divine right. to come to earth, and he had a mission. I love the fact that 
whatever we want to do, whenever we're wondering about how should I do this, how should I respond, how should I look at the life of Jesus. Right. He lived and he moved throughout the communities from the most religious to those that were furthest, that maybe had the spiritually poor to the poor and down and out. Like, right. Um, interacted with every people group and you know when Jesus showed up if there's any way that we're wondering how to interact with people how to respond in certain situations if you look throughout the gospels you'll probably find your answer because he gave us so many opportunities to see how he interacted with the world around him and that was, you know, he moved in, he became flesh and blood, he lived a sinless life, but he became that great sacrifice for us so that we could be reconciled with God. Right. Like, yes, we talk about the baby in the manger, and, you know, it feels nice and peaceful, although that wasn't that peaceful at right. all. Uh, but, you know, that's not the picture of the Jesus now. Right. Yeah. Came to restore, to reconcile us with God. Right. Yeah. And he, no matter, you know, who we are, what we've been through, he reaches out to those that are lost in sin and also those that are lost in religion. And he loves us all equally. And a lot of times in the Bible, it talks about whether Jew or Gentile you know, around his level at the foot right, of the cross, right? Yep. He sees us all equally. He loves us all equally. You know, can you imagine how hard that was? I, let's yeah. just go back for a minute. This is like a bunny trail, but bear yeah. with me. Can you imagine how hard that was for the Jews? Yeah. Thinking about that, that he loved us yeah. and adopted us in. Right. And as hard as that was for them to understand imagine um the hope that that brought right to the gentile right <sighs> and i think a, a story about dad when they were in the holy land one year and they were in uh the arabic christian church there and he asked his friends pastor nazar what that said up above the cross and he said well what do you think it says and dad said why well, it says uh jesus king of the jews and he said well that's what it says they even they recognized even though he's the king of the jews he's our king too and so that brings us hope um knowing that he adopted us like you said yeah yeah he adopted us into that and that goes you know we better move on to love or we're right not yeah through yeah all of them yeah um, perfect love casts out fear and so he brings us hope and he brings us joy and he brings us peace but most of all it says faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love yeah and god is love he can't yeah. be anything else right. he can't you know he is anything that he does is out of love and sometimes that's really hard to understand in a world where we see all of the things that are happening and we live in a world where we have a free will right Right. and so i'll hear people say well it must have been god's will or they wouldn't have been in that car wreck and i you know i struggle with that a little bit 
because I believe that we have a free will, and that doesn't mean that right. that's exactly what God had planned for us. Right. Um, but he can use those situations. Yeah, he can use those situations for the good of those who are right. called according to his purpose. Right. All things, like all things work together for the good of those who serve him. Yeah. yeah. And it's like Joseph in the Bible, he told his brothers, you know, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. Yeah, that's so true. And just because, you know, we all have, we all have things that we um, might be worried about, we might be concerned about, and when we receive God's gift of love, when we realize that he loves us so much, and that he has our best interest at heart. Right. Even when hard things happen, he can make right. something beautiful out of that. And the hardest thing, I think, is for us to accept that. Yeah. You know, what is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that um, accepting that love for us sometimes can be really hard but he calls us to do that so that we can be used to right. love other people well. Right. Yeah, and talk about his perfect love. You know, he loved us so much. Why did Jesus come and be born as a baby? He came to die, yeah. die for our sins. And that's how much God loved us yeah. was he sent his only son to this earth to die and pay the penalty for our sins so that we may have eternal life in heaven one day just That's by right. trusting in him. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about the baby in the manger. We talked about, you know, um, Jesus came and he sat uh, up a standard for how to love people. Right. Like before he went to the cross, he was so good as to show us what it looks like. He showed us the compassion of God lived out. Right. We wonder if we have a compassionate God. Look how Jesus loved people. Right. That's the compassion. Right. Um, and that, understanding that, understanding how much God loves us, although we've messed up, um, we may feel like we don't um, deserve it. The fact is, God's love is extravagant he pursues us and would do anything for us like if you'll send your son you'll become a sacrifice how much more um but that's where our joy comes from right right that deep-seated peace knowing that we know that we know that we're loved by god right and that we can trust him with everything and so as we think about these words that we've talked about today that have such deep meaning um, in the life of a a believer. Um, I hope that I know we're, you know, halfway through the month. Right. um, But I hope that um, those, if you're listening today, that if you haven't done this, that you would take some time to reflect and to see what God would say to you. We're coming up on a new year. And, you know, I'm not big on um, making 
what are they called? New Year's resolutions. I'm not big yeah. making New Year's resolutions yeah. because I I just am not. I'm, Me either. So, but I do think thinking about the world around us mm-hmm. and receiving um, hope, um, knowing that Jesus died for us, um, receiving his love, the peace that he has for us, and the hope, and then thinking about how do we give back in this season and into the new year? What does that look like for us as believers in our community? And honestly, I would love to hear from people if this has spoke to you today. Um, I would love to be able to hear from you uh, through our Hope Talks, through our Facebook. Um, if you would want to message and say, this is a decision that I'm making because maybe something just spoke to you today. And so we would love to hear from you. And uh, thanks for leaning in today. And I hope that there is peace in this for you. There's hope in this season uh, and that you feel loved. And most of all, Christmas morning, that you will be filled to overflowing with joy because of what Christ has done for you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard Pastor Margaret and I talk about Advent and about love, joy, peace, and hope, that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates in the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.